At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S C O T T S O N A I R, and at VSIN Live. Well, week one of the preseason is in the books. I know we had week zero, which technically began a little over a week ago with the Hall of Fame game. And this past Thursday started week one of the preseason, and it concluded here on Sunday with a Raider victory over the Vikings. And if there was one major takeaway from the NFL preseason, it's that the games went over, 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 baby. What a run to start week one of the preseason where every game was going over. It wasn't until, I believe, let's see, the first under we had was the Bears-Chiefs game. Everything else was just over, over. We had Broncos-Cowboys went under. In total, 13-3 and overs in the NFL preseason so far. And why is it? Why did we have this slew of overs? Well, first off, you could look at the way that teams have now started to approach the preseason. We don't really see starters a lot. We are seeing backups get extended looks and... While everyone says the defense is reactionary and the offense is not game planning anything, you're still running an NFL offense against players on defense that are not up to the caliber of the starting or even the backup defenders that we will see in the regular season. A lot of players that are playing in the second halves of these games might not even make NFL active rosters. They might be practice squad players. They might get cut entirely. And I think what we're also seeing, and this is a big football thing for me, not so much a, a, a sports betting angle, but I guess you can make this a sports betting angle. The lack of hitting that we have now during NFL training camps because of 
you know, player safety protocols and, and the rules that they've put into place, you know, limiting the practices, limiting the contact. They're all wearing these little, you know, funky caps on top of their helmets to protect against concussions during practice. The lack of hitting hurts when it comes time to play an actual game. You hear the term all the time, football shape. It's one thing to get in shape as a player, and a lot of these players do come to camp out of shape, and then they get in shape, but it's another thing to get into football shape. And to get your body ready to play an NFL game, you got to get hit. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's hard to explain for people that have never played the game. It's just hard to explain to people that don't understand it, but it's a thing. If you talk to players, if you talk to coaches, they will tell you, you got to get hit to prepare yourself for what the contact is going to be like during an actual game. And we just don't have that anymore with the way teams are are forced to practice now, with the way the training camp goes now. And so oftentimes you see now the start of the regular season is a little sloppy. And I think we saw that here in week one of the preseason. Now, I don't think we're going to see this trend continue. And it could, we could get more overs than unders, but I don't think it's going to be so drastic as we progress throughout the next two preseason games, because now that these players have a game underneath their belt, I think it's going to be better for their conditioning. But we're seeing missed tackles. We're seeing poor coverage. We're seeing just poor defense. And the scoring is high. I mean, I was watching, what was it? The the 49er Packer game and Trey Lance hits a receiver for a 76-yard touchdown that I have no idea what the defender was doing. They made tripping over his own two feet, just letting a guy just run right by you. And you saw that throughout the first week of the NFL preseason. Sloppy defense, sloppy tackling, and the scores proved it. I also think that the books got beat. The books listed these totals too low because traditionally the start of the preseason is very low scoring. And I think they hung up numbers and we saw a little bit of an adjustment here with the uh, Raiders Vikings game because it was at 38 and a half. I believe it went off at wound up being 46. So it went over, but 39, I guess it closed that. So we saw a little bit of an adjustment, but the 35 and below numbers that they were hanging on the board here in the preseason, uh, we're not going to see that anymore because those numbers were, those weren't good numbers. And a lot of professional bettors really took advantage of that and were very smart in the way that they handicapped these preseason games and we're able to jump on a lot of these low totals and ride the over wave. But let's take a look here, and let's see. We have <clears throat> preseason games coming up. 
Let's get to the totals here. Let's see if there's been an adjustment. I see uh, Thursday, we got the Bears at the Seahawks, 39 and a half, and also 39 and a half for the Panthers and the Patriots on Friday. Makes sense. The books are going to have to adjust, or else people will continue to hammer the over when the total is posted at 33, 34, 35, and it will get hit because that is what we have seen here in the NFL preseason. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Some quarterback news around the league. Let's talk about the positive first. The positive is Joe Burrow um, participated in seven-on-seven drills here on Sunday for the Bengals. That's his training camp debut. He had his appendix removed. Everyone thought it was going to sideline him for a little while. He is back. I guess it's been three weeks since he had his operation. So Joe Burrow's back, did seven-on-seven drills, and got some reps. Good for him. He's back, and everyone in Cincinnati is happy. Now, the bad news, uh, which could maybe be good news, we don't know. Zach Wilson of the Jets, if you were watching their preseason game against the Eagles, suffered a non-contact injury to his knee. And the way that he um, the way that he fell down, it looked, it looked bad. A lot of people speculating on Twitter, torn ACL, it's bad, it's bad, uh, out for the year. I tweeted out about when uh, when the Jets are gonna sign Jimmy Garoppolo or trade for Jimmy G, right? Because clearly they're going to need a quarterback. And the news, according to head coach Robert Salah, quote, we're optimistic, but he's not out of the woods until they get in there and make the decision on how to handle the meniscus. Uh, So what is the issue now is it is a bone bruise and a torn meniscus in his right knee. The current belief, is that it does not need a full repair. So it should be a quicker operation, a less strenuous operation, and that he'll only miss four weeks, which will be good if, if for, oh, for the Jets' sake and for Zach Wilson's case. I don't know, a lot of Jets fans were saying, you know, it would be better if Zach Wilson missed the season because then maybe they go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo. And and by the way, the Garoppolo thing just makes sense. I mean, it, it wasn't. It's not like a cute idea. It's a it's a sound idea, right? There's, you know, uh, Mike Lafleur, who's the Jets' offensive coordinator, was the 49ers' quarterbacks coach with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, both Robert Salah and and Lafleur came over from. The 49ers, so they're very familiar with Jimmy G. So it, it just makes sense. He knows the offense. He could slide right in, and him and LaFleur can just get back into a rhythm here. Uh, but guess it looks like it's going to be Joe Flacco who is going to be the starter. He got the first team reps in practice, and he's going to be the guy week one for the Jets. And coincidentally, it's against the team that let him go, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. So the Jets are awaiting news to see what happens, but 
A lot of people, as soon as that injury happened, went out and bet the under on the Jets' five-and-a-half win total. And I was wondering, if they got Jimmy G, would those people be, uh, be stuck because then everyone would run to bet the over on the win total of five-and-a-half if they did get Jimmy G. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll talk more about those preseason overs. We'll get the view from Vegas from our very own Dave Tooley coming up next right here on The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Today. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon, made brighter. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, always on Twitter, at Scott's on air. You could follow our next guest on Twitter at View from Vegas as we get the view from Vegas with our very own Dave Tooley. Dave, thanks so much for giving us a couple minutes here this evening. And I talked in the first segment about the overs in the NFL preseason. Uh, anything come to your mind as the reasoning why we have seen so many overs in week one? Yeah, I thought you made a great point about the lack of practice. Um, and you know the, the defense, uh, you know, not being uh, <laughs> used to tackling, and we saw, like you said, a lot of missed tackles. We saw. Uh, I think you know going in again. I I was looking to bet unders, but I thought the Osmakers set the totals too low. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't smart enough to then bet the overs like I did in a Hall of Fame game mm. <laughs> last last week. So I didn't capitalize as much as uh, I wish I would have uh, on on all these overs. But I think going back to the practice point, um, I think you know coming in, a lot of people were thinking, well, yeah, the offenses aren't going to be in sync because they they're not you know they're not able to practice as much, and so you know that's I think why the numbers were shaded to the under. Mm. But 
But it, it kind of reminds me when I was when I was in high school before my senior year. Uh, we were my high school team was kind of in an illegal seven on seven passing league against some other schools and pl- played some you know touch football over the summer, no pads. Uh, you know, it was unsanctioned. The coaches weren't supposed to be there, although you know they were. <laughs> but but anyway, you know, seven on seven passing. So you know, no you know no 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 tackling. You know, just wide open passing football, and and that's kind of what the NFL is now. You know, and it, it's real. I mean, unless unless the team has a dominant pass rush, I mean, just the quarterbacks are able to sit back there. Uh, you, know, you know, they're having added emphasis on the defensive contact on the you know on the defensive backs, so you really can't play bump and run with anybody. And you know, we saw this weekend a lot of times. You know, the quarterbacks would you know break the pocket, and then. You know they'd scramble, and then the you know, defenders would grab the grab the receivers, mm. and there'd be a flag and flag and a first down. I saw a number of times where you know drives were extended. Uh, so again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we if this does carry into the regular season. Uh, now, of course, you know the, the bookmakers will be putting the totals into the upper forties when we get to the regular season. But uh, <laughs> it's, I think it's going to be interesting to see. If again, I mean, you know, we've seen the last you know five years or whatever, the you know the offenses have just really accelerated and taken off, and uh, you know, and the teams that are in sync just you know put up you know thirty points a game and more. So it, it, it's going to be interesting on the on the total side, I think, moving forward. Yep. So that's a note on the uh, totals. What about the uh, favorites and the dogs? How did they do in week one of the preseason? Yeah, pretty split. The dogs were four and one on Friday. <laughs> Almost swept the board. But uh, overall for the week, I, I had the dogs graded at uh, eight and seven straight up, nine and six against the spread. I graded the Dolphins a Buccaneers game closing uh, pick 'em. So uh, you know, again, again, pretty a little bit of an edge to the dogs. Although, of course, you know the Raiders covered on Hall of Fame. So uh, nine and seven ATS overall to the dogs. Uh, through through week one, and uh, and, ho- and home home and road is uh, is is pretty much a split eight and eight uh, this week. Uh, home teams nine and seven against the spread. Interesting stuff. Let's uh, move to Major League Baseball, Dave. Where favorites dominated on Saturday. How did they do here on Sunday? Uh, again, again, pretty split on Sunday. Eight and seven. Uh, the biggest upset, obviously, was the Royals uh, two to one dogs to snap the Dodgers' 12-game win streak and covering the run line streak. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty amazing for people that uh, either just, uh, you know, homers playing the Dodgers or just chalk betters just uh, loading up on them because they've, it's been unreal how they, you know, 12 straight games, not only won, but also covered the run line. And and multiple run lines, if you, if you have books that have, like, minus two and a half, also, most of their wins were, you know, by huge margins. So, uh, so I'm going to have a uh, I'm, I'm going to fade them as an anti swagger play on Monday uh, with the Brewers plus 140 with uh, Peralta. Ooh, interesting stuff going yeah. against the Dodgers here on Monday. Uh, that game is in Milwaukee, of course. Julio Urias and Freddie Peralta. Dodgers as high as minus 170. I'm seeing. Anything else you like on the board on Monday? Uh, yeah, the Marlins uh, Alcantara uh, plus 115. Um, um, that might be the first five line, uh, uh, somewhere in the 115 and 120 range against uh, 
uh, Musgrove for the Padres. Uh, a couple of the games I'm looking at, I haven't decided if I'm going to make some official plays in my Toulouse Takes Today column on the website in the morning. But uh, in the Mets are, are a dog with Carrasco against the Braves. And I know you love fading the teams coming off of uh, Sunday Night Baseball. And, uh, yeah, the, the the Yankees are playing the Rays. I, I didn't jot down a line on that, but uh, the Rays might be a live dog there. Yeah, Garrett Cole is getting the start for the Yankees. No line on it yet. Don't know what's going right. to happen with the um, with the Rays. But, yes, the Rays could be a play uh, as the Yankees coming off of Sunday Night Baseball and traveling. Although, I would have preferred if they played a traditional Yankees-Red Sox game. But did you know, Dave, that this was tied for the quickest Yankees-Red Sox game that we've had in quite some time at only two hours and 15 minutes between the Yankees and the Red Sox here on Sunday night? Yeah, I didn't know the exact time, but I do know that yeah, I, uh, I cooked some hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill for the family tonight. And usually when I'm getting ready to do the show at 7 o'clock Sunday night, you know, usually the Sunday night baseball game is ending right around then. And yeah, I, I flipped on the uh, sports center around 6:35, I think it was, and it, 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 ESPN already had sports center at 6:35. So I, I knew I, it was quicker than the, I, I certainly was expecting. Yeah, I, it, I almost it, wanted to look to see if there was a rain delay. It tied the lowest uh, game that we've had, which was I believe in 2018. There was also a two-hour and 15-minute game between the Yankees and Red Sox. So it tied the quickest Yankees-Red Sox game. See, I was hoping that they would play into the night. It'd be, you know, maybe a, a, a battle, extra innings, high scoring, and then we'd be comfortable fading the Yankees coming off of the uh, high-leverage spot on Sunday night. But no, nah, they didn't score. They just really didn't participate here on Sunday night. So they're cool. So it might, might actually help them coming up on Monday. Uh, I, w- I want to talk about your your... You know, your, your, Alcantara, your Alcantara play here on Monday, I know the total is low at six and a half, but do you realize the Marlins have not scored over three runs this month? <laughs> we might have um, to take a look at the Marlins and the under, or maybe an under first five. Yeah, they have not scored over three runs going back to July. Yeah, and I know I've lost a couple of times on them with Alcantara and Lopez, and so yeah, that, that doesn't shock me. But uh, yeah, that uh, uh, so that's why I was I was waiting to finalize that pick as well because uh, they have let me down. And uh, but yeah, the good, good point on maybe the under is the is the better play. Yeah, I'm seeing the last time it was. Let's see, they lost six four to the Mets on Friday, July 29th. So since that moment, since that day, they have not scored more than three runs in a game, and they've only scored three runs in a game. Let's see. One, two, three, four times. Five times. Yeah. So perhaps uh, an under on the play there. Uh, any thoughts on the futures market? Just what we've seen so far here in Major League Baseball? Is it the Dodgers for you as the World Series favorites? Uh, can I inter- interest you in the Mets? Uh, look at how well they've been playing. Has your opinion changed on the World Series champion? Yeah, I, I mentioned uh, talking about playing the Mets on Monday against the Braves. Uh, no, I'm really coming. I am really coming around on them. 
And uh, yeah, the the Dodgers, you know, and the you know, well, the Yankees are, have struggled since the All Star break. But uh, yeah, the Dodgers and the Yankees look, look like the cream of the crop still. But uh, I think the the Mets have, you know, certainly got a shot with their pitching staff. And I had I really don't see anyone else in the American League. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe the Astros. Yeah, but uh, looks like a two team, two two team race in the AL. And then uh, we'll see what happens in the National League. Dave, appreciate the time. As always, we'll catch up with you again soon. All right, great. Thanks a lot. There he is, our very own Dave Tooley. Follow him on Twitter, at View from Vegas. The New York Mets at 75-40, and 40, the second-best record in Major League Baseball behind the Dodgers at 79-34. and 34. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Let's get the view from behind the counter. Coming up next, our very our good friend Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart Racing Sportsbook joins us here on The Look Ahead. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is presented by Zim Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zim Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there have been times in life where I needed to make a change, but I wasn't ready yet. I'm sure a lot of smokers and dippers out there can relate. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and want to learn more today, check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Joining me now from the Rampart Race and Sportsbook, he is Dwayne Colucci. You follow him on Twitter at NYBookie. Dwayne, and Dwayne, uh, overs in week one of the NFL preseason ruled the day. What's your takeaway on the amount of overs that we saw here in these games? Yeah, Scott, I mean, 13 overs out of the game's played. So uh, you could definitely see a trend that you knew the public was going to jump on that immediately. It's like it, the defenses are somewhat playing two-hand touch. <laughs> I, I equate it to that. You're, you're not seeing anybody risk injury. You know, there's some plays late in the game, Scott, where guys are trying to make the, the squad as opposed to the practice squad. So you do see some intensified play later in the games, by, but by that time, it's some wide established. And we saw a lot of overs. We had to make adjustments. You saw the game go up uh, drastically. I believe we closed it at 39 at the Rampart and South Point from a 34, and that still went over. So, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, interesting moving forward. We're going to have to make adjustments from my side of the counter. I know Chris Andrews will make adjustments, Scott. We're all over it. We just, uh, you know, it's shocking the way some of these defenses are playing, especially early in the games. And uh, you were able to see guys like 
like Mahomes get off to a quick start. I think he was six of seven. He had an impressive, uh, you know, series, if you want to call it. Malik Willis, he was impressive at times. Pickett, he really lit it up. So you had a few of these quarterbacks that were looking to prove, and on top of it, you have weak defensive play. So now we have to make adjustments on these totals, and you're seeing it moving forward, uh, you know, into preseason week two already. You're seeing heightened uh, uh, totals. And how about from the uh, favorite and dog perspective? I know it was pretty split, so comfortable with where the lines have been set so far? Yeah, definitely, Scott. You know, it's always an enigma. You have to take a look at the quarterback rotations, uh, you know, who is playing, who is not. A lot of these starters are not playing, so don't look for them to come out and uh, prove a point. And on the other hand, you do have some of the guys like Trey Lance that uh, you're going to get a few repetitions because coaches want to see where they're at for the regular season. So it's very intriguing, the preseason. I always believe it's hard to handicap, but it definitely aided the public with that trend with the overs like we were discussing prior so you know I'm very happy where we set the lines we did have a pretty even split uh you know you had some real upsets and uh tough games to handicap and then you had that great battle of the Rams and Chargers where we had some great handle we had good handle on the Raiders tonight and we had a great handle on the Hall of Fame game when uh, their first game so you know uh I I anticipate football. I love it. You know it's our bread and butter, and I'm very happy thus far and happy to have it back. How high do you have to set the line for the Ravens next week knowing that they've won 21 (laughs) straight games? It's incredible, (laughs) Scott. 18-3, and too, against the Yes. So, uh, and you know that Harbaugh's like, what, 13-0 and or whatever? I, it's incredible. And I tried to preach it last week. Uh, you know, I was talking to Jimmy Opp, my man, and I was like, you know, you got to go through with this. I mean, look at it. I couldn't believe how the public bet it down at the Rampart and South Point from five, Scott, all the way down to three. Then naturally you had the sharp money buy it back up to three and a half. But when you have these trends, you have to really ride it out, uh, especially in the preseason. So, uh, Definitely the Ravens are on our radar, and thank God we don't uh, have the extensive preseason as opposed to the regular season for this team. I'll I'll be honest with you. I was on the Titans, and the reason I was on the Titans was I I had the the early number at four and a half, so I thought that that number was too high, But and the Ravens wound up covering that. Didn't matter. But I I also was handicapping Malik Willis, and... I was under the assumption that he was going to play in the second half. And I felt that as talented as he is against the backups, the Titans were going to score in the second half. Now I turn the game on and Malik Willis starts the game and you saw what he did in the first half. He was able to, you know, generate offense in the first half and in the second half, the Titans couldn't sniff the, uh, the end zone. Yeah, and imagine if he's playing against the second stringers, uh, actually the third and fourth stringers in the second half. But they chose to put him in in the first half, and he dominated in that uh, aspect. So you actually handicapped it very well. But you know how the preseason is. Who knows the rotation? Who knows how many snaps are going to be taken? You know, these head coaches, they tinker with everything, Scott. So that's why it makes it so difficult on the public. And, you know, we could set a line because you know who's basically going to start the game 
and how many plays they're going to get. But after that, it's just a total crapshoot. And like you said, it actually became a crapshoot with the starting quarterback. You believe he's going to be in the second half, and he's playing the first half. Mm -hmm. And uh, you handicapped it right, but sometimes it doesn't work out in the preseason. That's what makes it all that more difficult. Yeah, it's a battle of information like it always is. Uh, the Dodgers got brought back down to earth here on Sunday. That must have been a good uh, good ticket for you guys over there behind the counter, considering that they had won, what, 12 or 13 straight games covering the run line? How good is this team? I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> I think there were only nine or ten wins that they haven't covered the run line. And you're talking about a massive run differential in almost 300 more runs scored. And it's amazing than the opponent how good this team is right now. They're really firing on all cylinders. Muncie is starting to hit now. Bellinger is getting good, uh, you know, at bats. He's definitely driving in runs. Mookie Betts is just amazing. We know how good this guy is. And Trey Turner, unbelievable. Believable. It's just a matter of that pitching staff. They have to stick together. You have to get some uh, of these guys back. Trying is going to be important to get him back in to relieve his role. And definitely, you know, Walker Bueller, he's definitely the man. And he has to be healthy for this stretch drive. But they've really gotten in San Diego's head, especially with the Tatis situation, Scott. You know, now you're looking at a 17-game lead. That's astronomical. The Mets are playing great baseball, though. So it isn't a shoe-in, but the Dodgers look really really, really tough, and they've made it tough from my side of the counter. They dominate, and everybody has them on every parlay ticket every night. You know, you see in repetition with them, Houston, teams that have 75-plus wins at this point of the season, and it makes it difficult. Thank God the Yankees came back down to earth because they were one of the teams as well, Scott. And then they went on a 9 of 10 losing streak, and now Boston got them tonight. So it's good to see them come back to earth. But on the other hand, you have a team like Cleveland now that's starting to dominate and send messages. So it's been a tough baseball season. All bookmakers will tell you, Scott, it's the toughest time of the season to be a bookmaker. Usually the public has the favor, uh, you know, it's somewhat favorable for them. And you definitely do have the sharp guys that are attacking like sharks so it's been really a tough baseball season at the rampart in south point like i said glad to see football yeah and speaking of football uh college football you guys uh, over at the rampart in the south point put together your proposition bets on the uh national champion but you have multi-team bets so you have different groupings of teams together what goes into grouping these teams together for you yeah, this is one of Chris Andrews' pets, and I love it, I'll be honest with you. We just put that up, the four groupings, and it's one of our uh, most popular propositions. We try to handicap and make a concise favorite, and some nice groupings. Three groupings are very important. We have Alabama, Notre Dame, Utah, and Texas at plus 150 to win. That's a, this is a four-way proposition. Your other options are Ohio State, Clemson, Oregon, and Texas A&M at 2-1. to one. Georgia, USC, Oklahoma, and Michigan at plus 250. The field then is at 18 to 1. That's every other college team. And remember, this is to win the championship. So it's one of our pets. We book a lot of action on this, Scott. I know Chris puts a lot of time into it. And it's very difficult to separate, like you said, you know, getting these groups of four. You don't want to make it too top heavy. That's why you're going to put Alabama and you're going to have some other weaker, somewhat teams with them. And in the second grouping, you know, we have Texas A&M and Ohio State, Clemson, who's always a factor. Third section, you have Georgia, 
uh, you know, we really put a lot into it. We want to try and make it as even as possible and leave the field at a nice price. Oh, it is. Uh, this is very, very tough because, you know, there's. it's like you love Alabama, but you love Ohio State. But what about Georgia? And, you know, it's really tough. It's great. It's uh, I see what you guys did over there you know, with the groupings, but very, very good job out of you. Uh, definitely take a look at this. We're going to examine it further, see which grouping we like the best here on The Look Ahead. Dwayne, appreciate the time and the conversation as always, my friend. Always, Scott. I appreciate you having me on, and definitely uh, good luck in preseason week two. There he is, Dwayne Colucci, the sportsbook manager over at The Rampart. Go say hi to Dwayne over there. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up for VSIN All Access today and get everything we offer for the entire football season, including our upcoming pro football betting guide. Subscribe now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's talk about this four-way proposition available at the South Point and the Rampart when it comes to the college football national champion in group number one. At a plus 150 price, you get Alabama, Notre Dame, Utah, and Texas. Now, all you're doing in this prop bet is you get this group, bet the grouping, and it, you, as long as you have four chances, as long as one of them wins the national title, you're going to win. So, obviously, if you would have bet Utah individually, you're getting better odds, much better odds, if you're betting Texas individually. But this is, you get all four. So, you got outs here. So Alabama, Notre Dame, Utah, and Texas in Group 1. Group 2, Ohio State, Clemson, Oregon, and Texas A&M. Group 3, Georgia, USC, Oklahoma, and Michigan. And the field is 18-1. to Well, I'll tell you right now. Let's eliminate the field. 
because I don't think there's anybody else that's going to win the national championship. I mean, who, who could it be outside of this group that wins the national championship? Well, let's just think logically in terms of teams that could represent their conference in the college football playoff. I think immediately you have to look at the ACC. Why? Because there's only one ACC team here on this list, and that is Clemson. And Notre Dame doesn't count. So Clemson is the only ACC team that is in this prop bet. If you think that there's going to be somebody else that wins the ACC, maybe Miami, maybe Pitt, uh, NC State getting a lot of love. But will they be undefeated to get into the college football playoff? Because as the ACC goes this year, I don't think a one-loss non-Clemson ACC champion gets into the college football playoff. Now, they could, chaos could ensue, and we could have a whole bunch of, you know, one and two loss teams. But the next, in, just, just looking at the coaches poll, forget about, you know, once the AP poll comes out, but the preseason coaches poll, Clemson's number four. The next highest ACC team is NC State at 13. So maybe NC State can put together an undefeated, well, if they're undefeated, an undefeated ACC champ is going to the college football playoff. You're not going to keep that. You're not going to keep an undefeated Power 5 conference champ out. But a one-loss ACC champion NC State, do they get into the college football playoff? I don't know. I guess it matters who they lose to. If they beat Clemson, but then lose, you know, let down spot to Florida State the following week, and then go on to represent the Atlantic in the championship game, and then beat, you know, Miami at coming out of the coastal, eh, maybe they have good. Maybe the resume is good enough. But the odds-on, let's say NC State right now, if we're looking at the DraftKings sportsbook, they're one hundred and twenty to one to win the national championship. So. They're probably the only team from the ACC that has a chance besides Clemson. I mean, okay, maybe Miami, but Miami's at 90 to 1. I mean, just bet those teams individually rather than, you know, take the field here. In the SEC, they're all well represented here Alabama, Texas AM, Georgia. All right, makes sense. Who else can come out of the SEC? Well, me. I mean, I, it's going to be almost impossible. Not and anything is possible. I don't want to say impossible, but maybe Florida. Florida would have to win the East, beating Georgia, and then beat an Alabama or a Texas A&M in the conference championship game. So you want to say Florida, that would be the next team that's in the field bet. I don't think there's anybody else in that conference that has a chance to win the conference. Tennessee, no. Ole Miss, no. Kentucky, Arkansas, no. So Florida would be. So right now I got Florida, NC State, and Miami, let's say, as like the teams in the field bet, if you will. 
in the Pac-12, you are represented here with Utah, Oregon, and USC. Don't think there's anybody else coming out of the Pac-12. In the Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma. Now, could a Baylor come out of the Big 12? Maybe. Could a long shot come out of the Big 12, like a Oklahoma State or, or, or TCU or Kansas State? Maybe. So let's take, uh, right now we got Miami, NC State, Florida, and let's go Oklahoma State, Baylor. And then in the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan. Is there anybody else that has a chance to come out of the Big Ten? All right, you want to say Wisconsin wins the Big Ten West? and then they go on to win the Big Ten Championship, that's fine. You can say that, but in order to be a college football playoff team, that would require an undefeated season, and that would require a win at Ohio State this year for Wisconsin. Now, they could still lose that game and come out of the West and still win the Big Ten, but they're not college football playoff worthy. So, let's throw them in for argument's sake. Sure. Now I give you those four groupings, and then I give, I give you those three groupings. Now I give you the fourth grouping of Florida, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Wisconsin. I mean, I don't think any of those teams are winning the national championship. I mean, this is, as, this is it. These are the top teams. And I think if you were selecting one of these three teams, you'd have to go with the first group. Because I think the first group has a really good chance to get two teams, maybe three teams, into the college football playoff. Alabama, we know they got the best chance to get to the college football playoff. They're the favorite to win it all anyway. And then... If you also throw in Notre Dame, who we know just from past experience, the committee would love nothing more than to put Notre Dame in. So as long as Notre Dame just goes undefeated, they're getting in. That's it. There's no if, ends, or buts. And they are ranked high enough here early on in the preseason coaches poll that they can certainly just take care of their business. That's it. Right now, they're sitting here at number five. Don't know where they're going to be in the AP poll, but number five. Utah seems to be everyone's pick to come out of the big, the Pac-12 and get to the college football playoff. And then there's Texas, who's got a shot to win the Big 12. And if they're an undefeated or maybe a one-loss Big 12 champ, they could go to the college football playoff. Now, Ohio State, very good chance. Clemson. A very good chance because the ACC is down. If Clemson's back to being Clemson, then they could, you know, dominate that conference, go undefeated, and and get to the playoff. Texas A&M, not so much. Oregon, probably not. But we don't know. Someone's got to be Utah's opponent in the Pac-12 championship game. Georgia, good chance, even if they don't win the SEC. That happened last year. Very good chance. USC, everyone's really high on them. I'm not sold on them. 
Oklahoma. A lot of transition, but still the talent, still able to do it. And then Michigan, who, you know, was able to get there last year. Ultimately, out of these four groups, and I'm including the fourth group of all those teams that I listed, you know, the Florida, Baylor, Oklahoma State, those teams, to me, it's still, or the NC State, why not? It's still number one. Because I think that there's going to be two playoff teams out of that group. I think it's Alabama, Utah, Ohio State, and Clemson probably in the college football playoff. Or maybe two teams from the SEC and no ACC team. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on Visa. Regular season football is just around the corner. The VEASAN team has been prepping all summer for this. Whether you're betting on future... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare